0: this rich eisen show podcast is sponsored by progressive most of you aren't just listening right now you're driving cleaning and maybe even exercising but what if you could be saving money by switching to progressive drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts multitask right now quote today at progressive.com Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
1: Discounts not available in all states and situations. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
2: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let me tell you one thing.
1: The Cowboys won today. Dak Prescott is worth every penny.
2: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Angeles.
0: Noticed on your Instagram account, at MichaelIrvin88, you attended a Mavs-Clippers game with Zeke and Dak. How is Jack? Jack is back.
2: The Rich Eisen Show. Show. Earlier on the show. 12 year NBA veteran Rex Chapman. Audrey shortstop Jake Cronenworth. Still to come. Actress Emmanuel Shrieky. Your phone calls and more. And now it's.
1: Rich Eisen. Hour
0: number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Pleased to be with you here on this uh, this fun Friday. Rex Chapman was in uh, hour number one, and we were talking with him about his former teammate Jason Kidd being mentioned uh, with a hot rumor that the uh, Mavs were were thinking of naming him the next head coach of the team, and he's like, that would be incredible. It would be incredible for the Mavericks. It would be incredible for Luca. It would be incredible for Jason Kidd. And guess what happened last hour? Jason Kidd became the new head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. We spoke with Mark Jones of ESPN, uh, who's in town to call the Western Conference Finals for ESPN Radio. We went down memory lane. Great stories about Stuart Scott and Hubie Brown and Bill Walton and Mark Jones, um, who predated my tenure at ESPN by six years. Um, Emmanuel Shrieky on the program uh, in hour number three. We'll ask her the question that we've been talking about all show. So your first concert and where? Because my first concert that I ever saw was in Nassau Coliseum, which could close tonight if the Lightning close out the Islanders. Although that game is in Tampa, that would mean that there would be no more hockey games in Nassau Coliseum. No so we'll ask that of Emmanuel 844 eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Chris Brockman, do you remember Hal Morris, the player? Hal Morris, I do remember. Yeah. Hal do you remember Chris Sabo, do you remember I do Chris remember. Sabo. Remember Barry Larkin, yes, remember Barry Larkin. Remember Jim Abbott, you remember Jim? I do Hammond? absolutely. Uh, do you remember Derek Jeter? Oh, you're I know. know I know Jeter. what you're doing
1: now. It took me a while. What do these up
0: people up. all have in common?
1: They went to the University of Michigan. Well,
0: Derek didn't. He was going to, but you know, he had a <laughs> Hall of Fame perfect, uh, claiming person anyway? career.
1: You're, you claim him anyway for for Michigan. He,
0: hello. <laughs> <laughs> of intent yes and i claim this man san diego may claim this man but i claim him (laughs) i claim this man i claim this man (laughs) the amount of delight he gave me watching them go on this run and maybe come so close to winning college world series title in 2019 and then watching him do what he's doing right now for the san diego padres uh, we're not talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. or Manny Machado. We're talking about Jake friggin' Cronenworth, <laughs> who's right here on the Rich Eyes show. How are you, Jake? How's that for an introduction?
3: <laughs> awesome. I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're doing awesome. I will say that you are doing awesome. How 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 are you? How about that? How are you doing, Jake Cronenworth?
3: Man, I'm great. This is uh, it's been an awesome homestand and an awesome year so far, and I'm just happy there's full crowds back in the stadium.
0: Right. That must be. And it just, you know, uh, just seeing the, the crowds back in and seeing how people are, are in the stands watching you and the rest of your teammates and how thrilled they are to see how you are performing. What is it like to bat in between Tatis and Manny Machado, Jake? What is that like?
3: I don't know. It's uh, I don't know whose idea it was to put me there. I don't, I don't even know if I belong in that spot, but uh-huh. uh, it's been pretty special. Those two guys are pretty special to play with too. So
0: well, I mean, it's awesome. Did, I, look, I mean, you you were put there. I mean, that, that's a serious responsibility. It stretches the lineup, obviously. It extends the lineup, and plus, you know, you are needing to protect somebody in front of you who's protecting, you know. Uh, the person behind you as well so what what uh what do you what have you seen better pitches what what has it been like for you jake uh
3: i think the biggest difference is you know when the lineup's a little more spread out and it's lefty righty lefty righty you know maybe you might get one extra righty out of that bullpen um to face toddy and manny but um and maybe see one less lefty so that's really the only difference you know guys are pitching how they're going to pitch in today's game and i think that's you know kind of how the whole league's doing now
0: and uh what is it like uh in your clubhouse these days um performing obviously you're 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 in a very deep end of a pool in the national league west uh what do you guys talk about when you you think of your common goals do you guys talk world series like openly in your clubhouse jake um you know i, I wouldn't say openly
3: you know we have have some guys in our team who've been there and, and, and won the World Series so they know what it takes. But, um, you know, I think, I think everybody's goal is just to win each day. And, um, you know, if we're playing our best, our best baseball at the end of the year, I think uh, everybody knows what we can do.
0: All right, I've been dancing around the question that I really want to ask you <laughs> straight up, Jake Cronenworth. How, how does going to the greatest institution of higher learning on planet Earth <laughs> help you in becoming a Major League Baseball star, Jake? How that help? You, you know what? I'll I'll tell
3: you this. I get a lot of crap about it in the locker room because right. I'm one of the only guys on the team that went to college, uh, but I try to tell them Michigan's the greatest place to ever exist. So, <laughs> right? Um, you know, guys, they'll have to experience it for themselves someday.
0: Well, I mean, we're. Why would you get crap for going to Michigan, Jake? I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Because
3: I, I talk about it a lot. I think a lot of people who do go to Michigan talk about it a lot because it is so great.
0: Yeah, that's why we annoy people, Jake.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, that's, that's why we annoy everybody when we talk about how uh, terrific it is. Um, but uh, they give you crap for it in your clubhouse? A little bit.
3: Yeah, a little bit, you know.
0: Hmm. But, I mean, it, it, I guess in all seriousness then, how did your, your run to the College World Series title help you prepare for these moments for you? Right now.
3: Well, I, w- I actually wasn't on that team. I was on the team in '15 that won the Big Ten championship, right? Uh, and then uh, we ended up losing in the regional Louisville. So you, but that's right. Team was super special. So
0: you um, you you closed out. Did you close out a Big Ten championship, Jake? Did you like get on the mound and close one out back in the day? I did.
3: Yeah, I actually. I think I saved all
0: four games in that conference tournament. You, so, let me ask you this question, Jay Cronenworth. When it all comes down to it, um, can you come out of the pen? Can Jace Tingler hand you the baseball <laughs> at some point in time?
3: I like to think I can. Uh, I think I might need a couple months to get ready to, to be back to like what I was and when I was pitching in 2019. Um, but I think if uh, – if we had nobody left and it was the last resort, I think I could do it. Come on
0: now. How,
1: how, how,
0: how fast could you touch right now, Jake, if given the ball? Right now? I don't
3: know about right now. Uh, I would like to say in the low to mid-90s, but
0: I don't know. Okay. Um, Jake Cronenworth here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, how much do you enjoy homering off of Trevor Bauer? How was that question? What do you think?
3: I- I enjoy homering whenever I can because I, mm. I don't get too many of them. But, uh, you know, those guys are really good. So any chance you can hit a homer off a really good arm, uh, that's always fun.
0: Okay, too. I like that. You That's a very high road answer. I appreciate that. But it does, it does seem to me, though, that your team relishes the competition against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Would that be a safe assumption? Jake.
3: 100%. Yeah, they're a really good team. You know, whenever we play them, both teams are bringing their A game. And uh, I feel like every game we play against them, it's a one-run game in the ninth. And somebody's on base and the tying or winning runs at the plate. And, you know, somebody's always making a big play on either side.
0: So, uh, okay, what are you guys talking about in your clubhouse these days? Jake Cronenworth of the San Diego Padres here on the Rich Eisen Show. What are you guys talking about in your clubhouse these days about the pitchers being checked for – all these substances. What's the what's the general sense of what you and your teammates yeah, are talking just
3: about? A, it's a crazy time in our game, and, you know, the league made the decision this past Monday to check the pitchers when they're coming off, and, you know, it's just kind of where we're at. You know, different guys have different opinions on it, and, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know how long it's going to last, but um, for right now, this is kind of the state of our game.
0: What is your opinion on it, Jake?
3: Yeah. I was... You know, good and bad. You know, I think, uh, you know, guys throughout the history of baseball have been using it. And, um, you know, that's really it. I mean, you know, now I think maybe guys took it a little too far and we're kind of at where we are now. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll try to do something to even the playing field out here in the future in the next couple of years.
0: So uh, how do you feel as a hitter then? Jake, because the the you know we've heard from Pete Alonso of the Mets, we've heard from others, are saying let let some of these guys have something, because I don't want to get hit by a pitch. Do you ascribe to that, Jake Cronenworth?
3: Um, you know, I guess I've never really thought about it like that. Um, where guys were using it to maybe not hit guys, but uh, you know, I will say some guys' pitches have been really really good this year, and mm-hmm. um. Pitchers have been really good, and I think that's a testament to them too—just getting really good in the off-season. But uh, we'll see how now that they're getting checked and they're not allowed to use it, how their stuff turns out for the rest of the season.
0: Jake Cronenworth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, how, how much better do you think you can get, Jake? What do you need to improve on? What do you what do you take that approach? What do you got for me there?
3: You know, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, during the year and during the off-season is just getting as good as I can on the defensive side of the ball um we got a really good starting pitching staff and a really good bullpen so anything i can do to help those guys out as much as i can to keep us in a game that's that's kind of my
0: main goal okay and then uh wearing that chain as much as possible jake how heavy is that thing how heavy is that uh,
3: thing? it looks heavier or it is heavier than it actually looks
0: it's, it, uh, is that right it's pretty heavy no yeah. kidding. So is that solid gold or something like that, or is it? Is that... I don't know what's in it. I haven't asked what's in it. Okay, but it is—it is pretty heavy. Is it the hood ornament on Manny Machado's car? Is that what that is? Or you <laughs> could afford that with his latest contract or Tatis? I mean, is that—is that what that is? I,
3: mean, is uh, they... I, I okay. think they—I think they can afford it.
0: Okay, who picks up the tab for dinner now that maybe you're you're going to start doing that sort of thing? Who does that? With you guys, oh. who does that?
3: Well, if I had to guess, you know, Tatis has got the biggest contract, so I think he's on the hook for Come that one. Come
0: on, now does he have? <laughs> does he have? Is that where he he is he like that Geico commercial where he's got oh, alligator it. arms reaching for the check, or, or, or <laughs> does he? Really?
3: No, I think I know Manny and Hosmer said something about it earlier before the season when he signed it. You know, he's picking up that check now that he's got the biggest contract.
0: So, mm. okay. <laughs> Now hold on a minute. I just I, I I was unaware about this fact. It just was whispered into my ear by uh, my producer, Mike Hoskins. Did you strike out Mookie Betts earlier this year, Jake? Did that happen? <laughs> did you get on the mound and do that? Did that happen? I did. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? See, you've got. You still can do it. You've
3: got it, right? Well, it was a extra inning game. I think it was the twelfth inning of of uh. The second game we played him this year, yes, and Corey Seeger had let off the inning with the two run homer, and then somebody else had hit a an RBI double, um, so they had gone up three or four runs, and we we had no pitching left for the we'd just been because we had played a super close game the night before, we had no pitching the rest of that game, so we had a mom visit, and I'm looking in the bullpen, and nobody was getting up, and they just said, "Hey you're in the game, you're pitching."
0: <laughs> I was like, that was the
3: first guy the first guy grounded out to first base. And I forgot to cover first base, so he got a hit. <laughs> and then David Price ended up hitting a sack fly off of me. Right. <laughs> and then me not covering first base allowed me to face Mookie and I ended up striking him out.
0: How, what'd you strike him out on? Do you remember? Uh, just a
3: sinker. I think he was a little surprised that I threw. The yeah, you pick, got because
0: you had that in your bag. You didn't think you had that in your bag. There's no scouting report on you, right? <laughs> you're no. Not going to the pitchers at meet.
3: that time there wasn't. So it's been a it's been two years since I pitched. So
0: okay, all right. So you're deep in your bag, man. I like it. All right, that's great. Now, Did you strut off the mound like Bauer at least, or no? You did you stare him down? Did you give him a little stare <laughs> no, down? I, little Girardi I asked, stare down. <laughs> little Max asked, Scherzer stare down. I
3: asked for the ball from Victor Carantini immediately because. I knew I wanted that thing. <laughs> Where, yeah. Where's the ball now?
0: Is it home? You got it?
3: The ball? No, the ball is in my locker. Authenticated everything.
0: Damn straight it is. You get Mookie to sign it? Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 no. Come on Al. He's trying no. to beat him.
0: He's trying to beat him.
1: That's still cool.
0: He's trying to beat him. You're trying to be Otani of the National <laughs> League is what you're trying to do. <laughs> That's what I don't know that
3: guy is, That guy's unbelievable.
0: Right. I mean, and and I guess again, front row seat in terms of what, how you got a good feeling here. I mean, because it just I, it comes through the television set. You know, Slam Diego. You know, uh, and then this year, it just feels like you guys have some momentum with the Padres, Jake. Quite frankly, yeah,
3: we're playing playing really good right now. I think we had a really tough road trip before we came back home uh, this this past weekend against the Reds. And then that first night, opening, opening, I guess, reopening night with all the full stadium, Hosmer hits a game-tying two-run homer, and then Carantini hits a walk-off two-run homer. I think that just kind of jump-started everything for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Would it be provocative to have the the victors as a walk-up song to the plate, Jake? Or is that, too, is that too provocative in Major League Baseball to ask for that? I'll
3: tell you this. I don't even need to have it as a walk-up song. About once or twice a homestand... After one of my hits, they'll play the, the victors through the stadium. After one of my hits, ah, that's
0: great. This is great. We just need a win in against Ohio State, and then we're fine. <laughs>
3: oh, I was, I was, man, I, I was hoping you said that.
0: <laughs> that's all we need. We just got a one I November. Wasn't say it, so. Oh, the amount of crap that I take, man, because the NFL um, the NFL is filled with players from the Ohio State. And it is a. It's been a rough go of it for me, Jake. I know. I don't mean to complain and bitch and whine to you. And no, now that you're kind I, of to, our
3: strength coach for our team went to a house so life, I hear
0: about it all the time. Oh, please, <laughs> oh, Jake, this has been a pleasure. Let's chat down the road. You know, um, absolutely, it, it really is a pleasure watching you play and be the the Michigan man at this major league. You and Rich hit. You and Rich Hill. Look, look Rich, Rich is, Rich, Rich is killing it. He's killing it right now. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. Uh, very proud to watch you do it. So thanks for the call, Jake. Awesome. Thanks,
1: Rich. I appreciate you having Let, me on.
0: Let's, anytime. Let's do this again. That's Jake Cornerworth. He's raking for the San Diego Padres. Playing the victors.
1: I had Jake in fantasy last year. Monster.
0: I got him this year. Monster. I have him. I didn't even mention that. Oh, Coop would be so upset. I didn't say that. <laughs> picked him up. He's been just a delight. Yeah, he's great. Delight. You know what Coop did. The uh, branch Ricky of the Rich Eisen uh, household? Dad, we should get Kyle Schwarber. And I'm like, D- he's the king of this guy just hit 19 homers. i should pick him get. up. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> when somebody's that hot, you pick him up, invariably it's too late. Right. And then when Schwarber hit two home runs in his first two at bats on behalf of Tell It to the Judge. And then he tells me that. Uh, uh, the, uh, the kid from, uh, Tampa Wander, uh, Franco, Franco was picked up by Hayward Joblamy
1: <laughs>
0: in our league. And, and then it's followed by dad. What's so funny.
1: I don't know if I could say my fantasy team name either. Very good.
0: That's the name of the team. <sighs> <laughs> Let's take a break. The delightful Emmanuel Shrieky in Die in a Gunfight, uh, which is in select theaters on digital and on demand, coming up in just a couple weeks' time. Emmanuel Shriekie will join us next on The Rich Eisen Show.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
4: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full turns at mintmobile.com.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks,
0: Del Tufo, we, we had this before, too. We discussed this. I don't know if you've heard it in the green room. Uh, Mike, our, our audio executive, as he likes to be called, oh, yeah. yes. uh, was asked a question because uh, uh, for some reason we're giving him a platform to answer questions and people have, are asking him for advice. Uh, somebody asked you about what, your, what a great idea for a first date is. Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. And you want to tell Emmanuel what your idea great for a first date is? Helicopter ride to Catalina dinner. And back. Yes. Really? For a, wait, a so first, first date? date? A first date? Somebody that you've you've just met?
2: Hell yeah.
0: Really? You want to yeah. make
2: an impression?
0: You wouldn't be totally freaked out if somebody No.
2: I would be like, wow, this is your first date? I can't wait to see
4: what the second date is.
0: That would be a flight to San Francisco. <laughs>
5: to <dinner. laughs> Dude, see Don't I can work like you have a plan. <laughs> I
4: actually you did
5: done this before. So I actually did do the San Francisco thing. Oh, I did do that for a date
0: right after I got divorced. Now it just gets creepier. <laughs> See,
5: so that's, so that's not funny. a
0: problem. To me, that seems pretty damn aggressive. No, you
2: so. want to know why? Because I feel like these days, mm-hmm. your first date, mm-hmm. you've already done so much research on each other. Like, it's not—there's no blind dates anymore. It's like, you have the internet and you have the whatever, all these—
0: Twitter, Google, all, of all that it. stuff.
2: So you really have an idea— of like who this person is.
0: Okay. So if you find out that this person is uh somebody who works a soundboard but <laughs> refers to himself as an audio executive, okay, wears cargo shorts all the time, and uh and then on top of all of it, um, has his own Ustream on Friday night where he sits in his apartment and condo, come on. Condo, be, okay, condo, condo. Come on, and and DJs for all those who are watching live via UStream. <laughs> that person offers you a helicopter flight to Catalina. That's still you're still in.
2: I that? mean, listen, if that person
0: mm-hmm. yes.
2: is into all of those things, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Oh my! All God. right, Beltran, you're in. <laughs> Wow. Wow.
2: There is some woman that would 100% appreciate that and mm-hmm. be like, wow, that was epic. Wow. It's not for everybody.
0: No, definitely not. Del <laughs> Tufo's in cloud nine. You have absolutely <laughs> flabbergasted <laughs> Brockman. I'm putting <laughs> this up. All right. So when's the next Ask Mike Del Tufo session? When's that? Uh, next week. Once a week, we'll do it. Oh, uh, once, once a, a week. week once less a week. is more. For once the guy a who week. wants to fly to Catalina with somebody they just met. <laughs> oh man we were ready to just jump all over him and emmanuel shrieky would not let us that was <laughs> no, back it that was three years very ago into it, man. oh boy we're back here on the rich eisen show we were just playing to our peacock audience a snippet of the last time our next guest was here we're back here on this rich eisen show radio affiliate uh, she was here in person the last time right now she's calling into the show uh to uh, promote uh, her film that will be in select theaters on digital and on demand starting on July 16th, uh, Die in a Gunfight. One of the stars of that, Emmanuel Schrieke, back here on the show. How are you, Emanuel?
2: Hello, Rich.
0: How, how, how have you been? <laughs> I was
2: listening to yep. the little snippet yep. and I'm laughing. I was just laughing my head off. Yes. I always have so much fun with you guys. How are you? Well, I'm
0: hanging first in there. Of all. We're doing well. We've been on the air pretty much every day throughout all this madness and craziness and we're, you know, uh, talking sports, having fun, just that's what we've been up to. How about you?
2: Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, I've been, I've been on location in Vancouver for 10 months on shooting Superman and Lois over here.
6: Mm -hmm.
2: And, um, no, but Rich, I was supposed to be out here for six and a half months and we had two shutdowns. So it turned into 10 months, border Mm -hmm. closed. It was truly one of the most challenging experiences of my life. A good experience. I love my cast and my crew, but you know, the, the whole year, I I think everybody has some crazy story.
0: Yeah, and that's mine. Again, we but uh, you know last year was um, crazy. Just talking about life more than anything else, and then sports began to come back. And and uh, there's always movies and pop culture to talk about. And that's actually that we've been having this conversation today uh, because uh, in the world of hockey. Um the uh uh-huh. Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders play and Kevin Connolly who you know very well is a diehard Islander fan. Um <laughs> oh, the, Na- yeah. the Nassau Coliseum yeah. would close down if the, the for good, if the Islanders lose tonight, and that's where I saw my first concert Chicago back in nineteen eighty five. Oh. What was your where what was your, your first oh. concert and where was it, Emmanuel Shrieky, that you ever attended? My lying.
2: first concert was at Ontario Place in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's like an outdoor venue, mm-hmm. and it was uh it was this band. It's old rock and roll band. I went with my brother called FM. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Or no, not, but I have not. That was like my first concert. Huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. My yeah. my first concert is I, I went Randall. there in high school. Um, my dad drove me all the way out from Staten Island to Long Island, and I. I went with uh, a, a classmate of mine who um, um, I wanted to date, and that did not work out well. She was a hard habit to break, to use the phrase of the one of the songs that we heard that night, Emmanuel, my tale of love. Oh, man. Night. I know.
2: But wait, so so you mean, so now we're, we're waiting to hear what happens with the Coliseum?
0: Yeah, well, the Coliseum is definitely closing down. It's, it- it's done. They're moving to this beautiful place and uh, just right on the border of 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 new york city and nassau county they're moving in there regardless next year what a
2: trip
0: i know and it's Uh and and if the islanders like
2: a piece of history
0: it is you know who they would play the islanders would play would be the montreal Canadiens. do you have any like because you're from are you from montreal is that is that your hometown or or no
2: yeah born there Born in, Born in Montreal, there. yeah, but, and raised in Toronto. But, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this. I think we've talked about this. Do you know how many times Kevin Connolly has tried to get me to a hockey game? <laughs> and? It has <is> not worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's never happened. But <laughs> well, I, thought,
0: I thought the fact that you're Canadian means you have to have gone to at least, a ho- or want to go to a hockey game, you know what I mean? Wouldn't that have to be part of your... I,
2: you would think.
0: <laughs> but not at all.
2: B-N-A, Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. Not even the slightest bit. That is something else. Uh but I
2: mean, listen, I will. I will because I have to at some point, but you know, it's not my first inclination. I much prefer going to a basketball game.
0: Okay, so what was the last uh sporting event that you've you've been to that you can recall based on all your hard work and con- you know and oh. and uh and being in a uh, uh quarantine and things like that, do you remember? Last time that happened?
2: Well, Is it also, damn, was it I also it like, <laughs> was it also in Ontario?
0: Was it also in Toronto? There,
2: definitely it would have been <laughs> Definitely it would have been in LA. Right. Um and it would but I I couldn't tell you what a basketball in LA for sure at the oh, Staples Center. Look at that. But Okay. That would be a while ago.
0: Fantastic. A while ago. Emmanuel Shrieky here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show. All right. Tell me about your film that's coming out in a couple of weeks' time, Die in a Gunfight. Uh, Walk me through so this one. Oh,
2: cool. Yes. Die in a Gunfight with um with uh, Diego Benetta and Alexandra Daddario uh-huh. and uh, Travis Fimmel. I you know, it was such a cool experience, Rich. Like this is for me, this is a a true cameo. Um, the director, uh, Colin Shifley, he had this vision mm-hmm. of um of my character and I I had to have so much fun with it. It was this it was this idea of like go big or go home. So you'll see I have like this insane blonde wig and it's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, we're seeing that. <laughs>
2: and why play opposite yeah. The blonde wig,
0: yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're seeing a photograph uh, of it me it's right cool.
2: up here. Cool, you you try to you see the photograph, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is like part of the fun, right? Like reinvent yourself. Um, but it was such it's such a fun, cool sort of romantic action movie, you know, with the likes, of the little Romeo and Juliet, and. It was just so much fun. It was a week in my hometown. Um, Travis and I play this crazy couple. It was so much fun. Travis is such a great actor. Um, And here it is. It's it's coming out July 16th. July 16th. But I think it'll be like a really, really fun summer movie.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, July 16th in select theaters on digital and on demand. Uh, When you were maybe in quarantine and turning on a television set and saw something from your past, did you what were you seeing at all? Anything from your movies, television, something that you ran into, watching?
2: Mine? Yeah, oh here. no, Rich, no, no, no. What do you mean? I went on the. I mean, honestly, in another conversation, we'll do another conversation. Okay. I think I've watched everything that there is to see. <laughs> every Mayor of Easttown, Queen Gambit, yes. every European television show and movie. I've had time. I've had five quarantines, so I've had
0: time. <laughs> so you've you've had a. So what's the best thing that you've seen then? What did you see that uh, that you really liked?
2: Um, I gotta say, right now, yeah, for real, for real, I would say *Mayor of Easttown* blew my
4: mind.
0: You're like the nineteenth person. You. You're you're like the nineteenth. Yeah, you're like the nineteenth person to tell me that. I have not seen it. I need to see that. I got to sit down. Right? It's like six Rich, episodes. Right.
2: No, you must. Okay. It's Yeah. And it's 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 a must. And then just recently, two nights ago, I watched The Father with Anthony Hopkins, a movie that he won an Academy Award for. When I tell you he is the master of all masters, mm. that's another one. Like mm. two must-sees. So the next time we speak, yes. you'll give me the lowdown.
0: Okay. <laughs> I-, I will do that. I mean, it's just... You know, it's I'm I am I'm more um, apt to see something that's a little bit lighter fair these days. You know what I mean? Like I just I binge watch mm. Schitt's Creek in about five minutes, you know, and um, and <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I that's the sort of thing that I'm into. I guess the yeah. the deepest thing that I saw was Queen's Gambit, which was terrific. That was amazing. You know, I did see that.
2: Wasn't it terrific? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Well, maybe, okay, so how about, like, have your summer, light fun, and then when you feel like, you know, maybe going just a little deeper, (laughs) you'll check those
0: out. Fantastic. And then I'll watch Die in a Gunfight in select theaters (laughs) on digital and on demand on July 16th. Yeah. That's what I will do. Perfect. Emmanuel, thanks for the call. You're, oh, we, we miss next time. You just got to come in here. Thank and, you, you know, uh, m- my my sound guy who came up with the idea of flying you to, to Catalina is not here today. Uh, and he's so crestfallen. He's so, so upset about Please that.
2: Send my regards. Send my regards. You know what?
0: I'm, I'm not going to do that. because. <laughs> yeah, you, done done. you know what? I'm upset that he's not here today. And so um, he doesn't deserve this. You know, you're, you're you know, you're you're too nice to for me to drag you into uh, our project. Problems, but uh, <laughs> I'll let him know you were on. That's what I will do.
2: You're hilarious. I would love that. Thank you, take you care. It's always such a pleasure to speak with you. Same and to I'll you. And i see you soon.
0: Same to you. That's Emmanuel died okay. dying a gunfight. Everybody check that out. Coming up in just a few weeks' time. Um, on July 16th, um, Alexandra Daddario, who is on this show as well, back in the day. She was. She came in with William H. Macy together. Fact. That happened. That happened. And you, you, you chit chatted with them in our green room back in the old day. If I'm not mistaken, right? With
5: M or yeah, with them? I, uh, no, I think that was. I was still doing the app at that point, so I was over at Oh, the, you weren't here. Then. It was at the
0: broadcast center. Our yeah. show was. But I good.
5: was here when M was here, when Emmanuel was here last oh, time.
0: Yeah. M, do you know her?
5: <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people. <laughs> do you just refer to her as M? Well, that's her name. No, it's Emmanuel. I sat next to her at a wedding. I think we, you know, we know each other.
0: Say what? He sat next to Emmanuel Shrieky at a wedding. Who's wedding? Well, at a reception,
5: not well, the actual wedding.
0: No, at a reception is more important than
5: the actual. Yeah, wedding. yeah, they more yeah. social. So, whose wedding? I mean, it was when Ashton and Mila got married, uh, so happened to be sitting next to her. How is New that X? not on my notes on the card that you <laughs> hand that, me? Was that the
1: single, How do like, those, which, how which are those not on the that? notes? I it know was
5: just she was on at
0: one table. It was, I know she was in on Entourage, and you don't mess with the Zohan. You yeah, remember that? True. She was. That's, she was yeah, the yeah, love interest yeah, in that yeah, film. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I, it's on the card here. Uh, what she's been in, not on the card. That T.J. Jefferson sat next to her at Ashton and Mila's wedding reception reception who'd you sit next to at the wedding or you were were you part of were you part of the groomsmen i was in the wedding (laughs) oh so were you standing next to wilmer who were
5: you standing next to i well i was seated at that point we all it was too hot we all walked down we did our thing and then we sat and then they they got married and then he broke the glass did we break i don't (laughs) remember that I, i had i had a few that day. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I, had, I had a... And you know me, I don't really oh, yeah, drink yeah, that, that much. Yeah, on the rare no, occasion. You know. Yeah, I, I threw down that day, my <laughs> friends. I mean, I, I, made a speech. You know, they gave the mic to everyone to give their well wishes. I said something, and I'm not going to get into what I said, so don't even ask, because it's kind of <laughs> personal. But I legitimately said something. Everyone started crying. Like, it was that. Okay. It was pretty touching.
1: Now. We should take a break and do this after.
0: I don't know. We're not taking a break right
5: now. That's this a is good too tease. good. That's no, a, it's a, not te-
1: a tease. It's a not tease. a tease. Cause it, tease. I, if
0: he says he doesn't want to talk about it, then we're just going to have to handle it and then move
1: on. <laughs> okay.
0: What do you mean you're not going to talk about it?
1: Because I, I don't. It,
5: it, all joking aside, it was something I brought up that was kind of very personal, personal and emotional,
0: and right. I don't want to talk about but it. But this now. was your toast in front of the entire yeah, oh, that's reception yeah. Also, so a room full of strangers. It was fine for you. What well, was share outside? That. We were in the room, and, 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 but you know,
1: your your best friends that you see every day and spend the most time with.
5: Uh. When I tell you this, once we go off air, you're both going to go, oh wow, sorry. So whoops. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm just have my own children call into the show as guests. You know, I put it all out there. Do you put it all out there, Chris? I I mean, what's not out there? Mm -hmm. What needs to be on the card, if you don't mind me saying from now on, is if you've had an actual (laughs) wedding reception seat adjacent to the guest. That is what I would call pertinent information. To be placed on the card that it is my choice as the host to bring it up or not. I don't think about this all the time. Sometimes it just pops into my head. Well, how about this? Any guests that we have on that you've sat next to at a wedding. <laughs> it won't be I many, can't imagine that that's a lot. There's not that's a lot. That's a small no. subset of people. Yeah. That would have been nice to talk about with her. Yeah. Especially if she remembers just how sloppy you got. <laughs> oh, not sloppy. Never sloppy. You know, feeling good. Feeling <laughs> good. Looking good. I like it. All right. Let's take a break. Now we'll take a break. Now now, now I feel it has run its course. 844-204-Rich, number to dial. Oh, Urban Myers chimed in on the subject matter of Trevor Lawrence. Last we heard Trevor. Uh, It was too soon to name him the starter. What's next now? How different ways can they avoid the subject? Are you struggling to close deals? Business-to-business selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes, or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's one- billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com direct. That is linkedin.com direct for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com direct and get started. What was the craziest substance you ever heard was being used?
5: Petroleum jelly, other forms of lubricant which are designed for more intimate settings. <laughs> with people. What is the fix? What they have to do is identify one or two acceptable substances, but it's MLB approved. If you're found with any substance other than that, you're suspended.
0: Andrew Brandt, former Packers front office executive. Let's get into that Supreme Court case. College athletes are
1: going to have rights beyond this. It's just a matter of when. But let's be clear. This was not a pay-for-play case. Everyone's talking about you're going to pay student-athletes, you're going to pay college football and basketball players. No. Mm-hmm. But the language was the NCA is not a monopoly. You can't do this. And we're going to allow student-athletes more rights in the next case
0: and the next case and the next What do you make of the MLB TSA checkpoints being set up for pitchers?
5: You know, we go back to when I was playing and there were some abrupt changes that we had to deal with and, you know, at first you're like, ah, this is, it's a little bit much but then it goes away and you're used to it. I think the same will be said here. I mean, the optics, Of course, they're a lot different than anything we've ever seen, but there's layers to it that people forget. I think in two weeks, it will be a non-issue.
0: Congrats on this book, sir.
5: We have Mike Tyson on, and Tyson on stage was alternately crying and laughing uproariously There were times I was sitting there thinking he was gonna hit me. I left that interview and go, wow, that was raw. That was just visceral. And Then I found out two weeks ago that that show aired on Yes. Spike Lee was watching and he called up Tyson immediately and said, that's a show, one man show on Broadway I want to produce. And that's actually where Tyson on Broadway began.
0: What would the one-man Michael K. play be called?
5: K. doesn't always mean strikeout.
0: Uh, ah. Ladies and gentlemen.
5: Happy birthday, my brother. Happy
6: birthday, and I call you my brother, and I mean it not with that color thing that we
0: call each other brothers with. <laughs> What a blood soul, brother. Mystery guest number two here on this busy Thursday. Now, Rick, you know I ain't never been no mystery. You're the reason why I love baseball, Reggie Jackson. Can you tell me about the night of October 18th, 1977, in which you wrapped up the World Series essentially yourself with three swings?
5: On the last home run, sitting in the on-deck circle, and I saw them go to the mound and bring in Charlie Huff. And in my career, I probably already had 15 homers off knuckleballers. And I looked around and I said, they must not know I hit knuckleball. And the first pitch he threw, man, I hit that ball 500 feet. To I wanted to swing and get out of there before they found
0: out. Our final mystery guest is on the phone right now.
6: Rich, on the momentous occasion of your birthday, I'm calling in to say happy birthday and hope you are having a great one. And remember, 52...
0: Is the new 51. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was great. What a fun week we've had here. Fun week. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show Peacock uh, and this Rich Eisen Show radio station, both um, terrestrial and satellite and streaming on, on Odyssey. We are back here. Um, fun week. Just a, a great week, yeah. and the birthday was great uh, yesterday, and, um, and we've had a fun show here today. So... Last we we uh, we heard about Trevor Lawrence is was from the passing game coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Look, you know you're not going to get any news from a passing game coordinator. You're just not going to. Certainly, when it is a an organization run by a head coach who's got that CEO approach, right. That's what Urban's got. That's what Urban Meyer is bringing to Jacksonville, the CEO approach. He's running a business, running an organization. He's running a team. He's running an organization. He's running it all. And the last thing, you know, is he's going to let an assistant basically name the starter, even though every single human being that can fog up a mirror (laughs) knows the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars is, in fact, (laughs) Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Urban Meyer's not going to try the NFL. He's not going to leave a great job that he had with Fox Sports. He's not going to do all of that without a generationally talented quarterback ready to go. He knows certainly that much about the NFL. You got to have that. So when Brian Schottenheimer said that it's too early to tell who's starting in Jacksonville, it was essentially the weather report. And by that, I mean... It was peeing, but someone was telling me it was raining. (laughs) (laughs) With all due respect. Respectfully. I then said, anybody out there who's got a piece of clothing, no matter how worn it is, no matter what part of the body is being rubbed upon it, (laughs) that I would collect that material. Ugh. And eat it and consume it on this program if Trevor Lawrence is not the starting quarterback in week one and, and he is a healthy human being, that he's been beaten out for the job, somebody in the competition that's being arranged there beats him out. Because we all know the competition that's being arranged there is, in fact, a complete and total sham. Now, it must be be done because when you're setting a tone in a new organization for you you gotta i mean it is con- there is in fact competition everywhere and that is far from a sham good thing that however trevor lawrence is so generationally talented that he will beat out whoever is placed before him in the competition. That said, it's still too early. It's still too early. It's still too early. You can't name the guy, the starter, when you're competing, when you're telling everybody that everybody on the roster is just as important as the next, whether they're named Tim Tebow or not. (laughs) Too early. It's too early. There hasn't even been a a rep taken in a training camp, which we are rooting to see on HBO Hard Knocks. Yes, we are. Big time. And as of this recording, as of this taping, as of this live conversation we're having, whether you're taking it in or not live, or later on on our podcast or what have you, still haven't. We don't know. We no don't know. Else we still yet. haven't heard about who's on Hard Knocks, and that baby's going to come out of the box we're, in about a month.
1: Well, yeah, it's coming. Five five weeks away. Oh
0: yeah. So it's still too early. But questions are still going to be posed whenever anybody's available. Urban Meyer was made available. Is that what's going on, Chris? Uh, er,
1: earlier this week, he ah, had, he had see, some I quotes have, popped I out.
0: must have missed this yeah, earlier this week. I didn't
1: really see it either, but okay. uh, he said of Trevor Lawrence, quote, he isn't ready yet. Not ready yet. But he doesn't have to be ready yet. <laughs> he doesn't
0: have to be ready yet. Why doesn't he have to be ready yet? Huh. Because here. they got time. Because Gardner's there to pick up the slack. He doesn't have to be ready
1: yet because they haven't had a training camp. Added, we've got a long training camp coming up. Yes, He's probably advanced, maybe a little quicker than we thought, yep. which is positive. That's great. Added that they gave him the playbook well before the draft. Of course they did. So, Of course they did. He's been progressing very well through that. But I thought the draft was a process that they were still going <laughs> through everything.
0: Sorry. And now we find out they had the playbook? And I guess again, you know, uh, as we all know, I know all too well. Uh, Urban comes from the college world. Well, what would he know what an NFL quarterback looks like when he's hey-o, ready? Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm serious. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like tip your waitress. I mean, no, he's probably got. He's probably got a bunch of folks there on the staff. Oh, he's ready for the NFL. This just in for anybody wondering. And this is my also thanks to Urban who came on this show. As you know, we're BFFs. Urban's the great. I like to, he was terrific. He, was he couldn't have been better when he was on this program. He was awesome. So I will tell him. Day. I will do them the favor, if he needs my evaluation. As you know, I'm not known for my all twenty-two evaluation. No, no. no. I'm not no. known for my X's and O's. I'm known. For, I'm known for all the other letters of got, the alphabet. Got feel yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. The twenty. The, you put twenty-four other letters in with me and my X's and O's. I'm great at that. I'm really great at that. So I'll just say he's ready.
1: <laughs> you want to be the official Say announcement?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, he's ready. I'm the official announcement right yeah, now. He's okay. ready to play in the NFL, and he's the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week one and he Houston? had yeah. everyone at hello when he ran away from the Ohio State's defense, not last year, well, the, two years two ago.
1: Years.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Two. He might have been ready to play in the NFL the minute that he actually came into the world.
1: It's very likely, I mean.
0: The hair alone. It's too soon though. When's when's it gonna be? Are they gonna they're gonna say we're gonna have to see some uh see how he looks in preseason? Here we go. How long like how
1: long is that how long how long can they keep this up? Does he does he start the first preseason game?
0: Oh that he yeah, he's got to. He's got to. Does he? Well, they're gonna go so far as to say, let's give Minshew the first shot because he's gotten the reps. I mean, by the way August 14th against the Browns who starts oh come on it's it's it please (laughs) what (laughs) please please i mean how far can you take it and urban (laughs) has got to coach him he's got to coach him he's got to coach him i understand and and i know i'm having i've literally had a lot of fun now for six straight minutes Uh, he's got (laughs) to coach him and he's got to coach him hard and he's going to make mistakes and urban's going to look him in the eye and basically tell him what the hell it's going to be those moments invariably it's going to be those moments of course But, I mean, how long will they keep up the sham? Like, is there a date? (laughs) Is there, like, how long can they keep it up?
1: Okay, so they play. They won't
0: name the starter after the first preseason preseason game. Preseason game against
1: the Browns, right? And then nine days later. you think it's
0: even possible it doesn't even start?
1: Nine days later, they play the Saints on August 23rd. And then six days later, they finish up the preseason against the Cowboys. Let me tell you something.
0: Nobody's going to play in that final game. Nobody. I mean, he might not even play in that game. So you jam straight. Jake
1: Luton's going to play against, straight, the, against the Cowboys? Dude?
0: Yeah. And, and Dak won't see the field. What do you oh, think? They're going to run oh. the risk of having him get hurt just right before the season. I mean, we, look, don't forget how Dak became the quarterback of the Cowboys. Yeah. Who got hurt in the preseason. Please. The, you won't. Third preseason game is, is going to be now like the fourth preseason game. And you're right, going to give your right, guys right, two weeks off. Right. And you're going to see who's going to make the team. It's just going to. It's going to. It's just going to. You know, make that fourth preseason game process, the third preseason game. And if you want to get Trevor Lawrence ready for the Houston Texans, you damn straight you're going to give them all the reps against those fire breathers on defense from the New Orleans Saints. Damn straight you're going to give them that, reps. And you're going to give them all the reps in the first preseason game you can too. But you really think they're going to walk that tightrope and just say, (laughs) yeah, Gardner's earned the right. He's been the guy here who went – and lost 15 straight games when we didn't bench him to get us, Trevor Lawrence. Start him week one. you know what? Trevor wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, Gardner. You've earned this start.
1: Week one one. preseason, throw Gardner out there.
0: Oh, baby. Have Trevor play the second half. How long can they keep it up? Second preseason game after that. Will will Urban keep us guessing before week one? (laughs) Keep the Texans on the pins and needles. How long could it go? This is impressive. This is kind of, you know what this it's is like? It's impressive. You know what this is like? This is like uh, Kramer and the car salesman going as long as they yeah, can well, on that well, little I'm, tank of gas. Yeah. You know? This is like Mike Davis on my fantasy team last year. Like the miracle of Hanukkah. Let Judah Macca be a fantasy. Like how, how long can the oil keep burning? <laughs> We're seeing it again right now with this story. This is impressive. This is Impressive. Impressive. Well, it got us to July, and we still don't know. We still do not know about Trevor Lawrence. It's a big mystery. <laughs> that and Aaron Rodgers. Who's going to start week one? Those are the two biggest mysteries in the NFL. Who's the starting quarterback for Green Bay in week one? And who's the starting quarterback for the Jaguars? I am uh, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: Can we parlay Gardner Minshew and let's Jordan do it. Love?
0: <laughs> uh, let's try and get in as many phone calls as we can here. Uh, Mike in East Lansing, Michigan. What's up, Mike? Rich, how are you doing? Got a
6: first-time concert for you, similar to yours. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I saw Chicago at the Pine Knob.
0: You being a... Pine uh, state, You know, going to Michigan. I know Pine it. Pine I know it.
3: So it was actually their 25th anniversary. It was my first show, and I'll see my
0: 60th Chicago show this year. 60th? oh sixty, 60, yeah. Can Pete Satera still hit the high notes, or is he not there anymore? Is he still there? No, he's not there. Long gone. 85, I think he left.
3: Oh,
6: that's, right. That, that's, uh, right. that's singing, right, that's right, that's singing,
0: singing right, that's right, he was, still good. that's right, I think I might have seen him on his final tour, actually, oh boy, 60 Chicago songs, wow, thanks for the call, man, Pine Knob, I remember that place, big time, uh, Mike in Austin, Texas, you're here on the Rich Eyes Show, what's up, Mike?
6: All right, um, first concert, Seattle Center Coliseum, it would become Key Arena, It was a hot summer night in 77 or 78, and it was ZZ Top. (laughs) Uh, I was 12 or 13, and my brother was five years older, is five years older. He had long hair, and he looked a little shady, and his buddies were for sure... Very sketchy. Um, so they were all worried about smuggling in their bag of weed. So <laughs> their, their brainstorm resulted in tucking under my Mariner's hat. Oh! Uh, expansion Mariner's hat.
0: Expansion um, Mariner's hat. Oh, the my The Trident.
6: God. Um, who, but who would suspect, like, a fresh-faced Little Leaguer? That was their thing. So we finally climbed up our seats all the way up. In the 300 section, and I had probably taken off my hat at least a couple times because it was so hot outside, oh, even in the arena,
0: my gosh. and the weed was gone. There we go, ladies <laughs> hey, and gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I wish we were right out of time right here because what better way to take it into the weekend than the words, the weed was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Edward I was in Palooza. And, that's right. Ed, Edward in El Paso, Texas. We've got about, about a minute for you. What's up, Edward? How
6: are you doing? Uh, happy belated birthday. Thank
0: you, sir. Appreciate it.
6: My two two first concerts are kind of different. You know, most people's family vacations were Disneyland, that kind of thing. But we would always just go to Las Vegas. And I was a big laughing fan, and Caesar's Palace had just opened, and I made my dad take me to see Tiny Tim, who was headlining
0: there. Ah, tiptoe through the tulips with his yeah. ukulele, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right.
6: And then two years later, or one year later, uh, Elvis Presley was at uh, the Las Vegas Hilton. Oh. Man. And uh, that was the year, he released uh, Caught in a Trap
0: oh my god. that was very cool very good thanks for the call right there by the way by the way one of the most popular wedding songs where people love to dance to it and people love to hear it and the bride and groom don't listen to the lyrics is suspicious minds yeah i've been at weddings where people they start playing suspicious minds and i'm like we're here to celebrate their nuptials and right. we can't go on together with such suspicious minds. <laughs> right, right. Got it. That in every breath you take at <laughs> weddings, is like, all right. Do hey. you listen to the music? <laughs> That's it for this edition of the rich eyes show. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will chat with you Monday.